Okay, welcome everybody to the To The Rink podcast, our interview uh, series here we have, right, yes. Puff? <laughs> interview series, it sounds very Yeah, uh, I very tried official. to give it some sort of formal name, yeah. the interview yeah. series. We have a really great interview this week with uh, Reed Acton. Yes. From Beast and Bob Acton Sports and the coach of the 2010 Don Mills Flyers. Yes. Uh, great interview with Reed. And, you know, um, you know, I really, my kid, Ozzy, he goes to Reed's uh, gym on Thursdays. Yeah. Do you guys go there too? We, uh, both Austin and Barrett's team go Saturday mornings back to back. They go Saturday back to back there. Yeah, so, so yeah. Just basically hang out there for a couple hours. Yeah. It's cool how he's built like a community hub where, you know, um, with workout focused around hockey, but really sort of broader the sport and the community yeah. and what he's done out on the East end. So it's a really great interview with Reed. So with that, let's throw the interview that we did with Reed Acton. Thanks Reed. Okay. Joining us now is a man who helped teach my kids about their inside and outside edges, a former NCAA champion in lacrosse. President and instructor of Bob Acton Sports, Beast Athletics, and head coach of the 2010 Don Mills Flyers, winners of four of their past five games. And despite getting married three minutes from my cottage rental, did not ask for a comp stay, which we would have given, of course. It's Reed Acton. Reed, thanks for joining us in the fastest growing GTHL specific podcast to the rank. <laughs> what an intro thanks uh thanks for having me sean my uh my first no podcast but i am oh, a, i am a big fan and i am an active listener so before we get started quick awesome. shout out as well to those 2010 eastenders big uh big right. win i just uh scrolled through on live barn last night versus the north york knights so nice yeah, job the game. <laughs> yeah she got the boys going the younger guys we got to get them figured out but they're making yeah. progress yeah. Uh, okay, so when did you decide to make a career out of coaching and helping young athletes on the ice and on the field? I, I guess the full-time move would be, uh, well, what year is it now? When I graduated in 2013 uh, from Loyola, Maryland, I actually, uh, I wasn't coaching at all. I was working in New York City uh, in insurance. So I was working at Aon right at Water and Wall Street and doing the whole Manhattan thing, uh, you know, working in finance and, and really enjoying myself. So I was there for about three years. And I think in year three, uh, one of my old teammates uh, from Westminster, where I went to prep school, he had started a club lacrosse program out of uh, Greenwich, Connecticut. So yeah. after I'd finished up work, I was, I was jumping on the Metro North and I was, I was coaching lacrosse in the evenings and then I got tied in with the mid Fairfield program. So helping out a little bit of hockey on the side too. And okay. I love my job and, you know, I was loving Manhattan, but I found myself like, you know, most of the work day, you know, making my lineup for the night, you know, laminating, using the work <laughs> printer to laminate my game <laughs> sheets and my practice plans. And I just loved it. Um, and, you know, since I was 15, my dad, obviously with Bob Acton sports, I've been going down to the park or the rink, uh, and coaching like that was, that was my job running or if it was running dry land sessions, dropping in the park, that's always what I've done. So I think I took a little break while in school, but when I got back into it, I got the bug. So at, my dad got sick and, uh, you know, I ended up passing away with ALS. So I moved back from New York for, for the last year and I was still working at Aon, but then I just, I said, uh, I want to go full in. So I actually took a job at the Hill Academy, uh, in, in lacrosse. And was helping out with my dad's uh, Bob Acton Sports, and then when he uh, passed away, 
um, I kind of took it over full time. So I was still working at the Hill Academy up until about two years ago. And when yeah. they moved, they have an amazing new campus up in Caledon. Um, okay. It's just, it's too tough to travel. So I kind of went full time with Bob Acton Sports. And I even gave up playing lacrosse to coach my minor hockey team. So I don't know if that's. Uh, yeah. The dedication is strong. The dedication is strong. That's a a first, but yeah. yeah, And since, yeah, yeah, I've just been coaching and, you know, really taking a lot of pride in a lot of our East end athletes. Yeah. Cool. It's in your blood. You can feel it. And you telling that story. So yeah, we're glad you're here being an East ender. We're glad that you're, you're here helping the kids. So we appreciate it. So, you know, Reed, what advice do you have for parents of kids who show a strong love for hockey at a young age? You know, I know it can be a, a sensitive topic or a controversial topic amongst hockey in Canada and get going. So what kind of uh, advice do you have for the parents with that? That's a tough question. I saw it. It's uh, I'm not a parent myself just yet, although I've worked with thousands and I see hounds and thousands every year, parents and my, my wife's eight months pregnant now. So I might look at this. So thank you. I might look at this a little, yeah, January 1st boy on the way. But I might look at it a little different, but for parents, I just think, uh, you know, let, you know, obviously there's ways like it's, it's funny because I get asked this question right now. What are you going to do if your kid doesn't love hockey? And yeah. like, oh, that's impossible. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But just, you know, if, if they do take a liking for it, um, just, just enjoy it. And I think for them, like with kids, some every kid's different, so you can't. Uh, there's not one specific answer here, but I would say if you can notice your kids enjoying it, right? Just give them the platform to succeed. So do anything you can to help them, and if they want to go to the rink and they want to, you know, do extra stuff, then you know I think it's our job, you know, eventually as parents, just just to help them do what they love. But I would say when you notice like the resistance, right, and you notice uh, that they they want to break, then kind of take note of that. And, and don't don't push too hard because just even having an after school hockey program, I see the difference between a kid coming to the rink because he was looking forward all day to that 4 p.m. slot at Ted Reeve where yeah. you go and whip around. I also see the difference of like a kid's being dragged to the rink. Right. And uh, right. yeah, I just say like, you know, it, hockey and especially if you want to, you know, see your kids do well or also just another goal for life is to just foster that love where like, some of my favorite hockey right now is playing in men's league and I still love the game. Right. And I still love to skate during the day. So just to foster that love, just know when to push and also just know that, um, especially with the non, if your kid's playing for, you know, you guys now at a more, you know, a double a level. And sometimes you have the non-parent coaches, like the coaches are there to coach, right? Like I find sometimes with the kids, Right. parents like you know you tell them when to go to bed you tell them what to eat for dinner you tell them like that you're all over them right mm-hmm. the last thing i want to yeah. hear in hockey sometimes is you know and it's i know i'm sure it's so tough and i'm saying this as not being a parent right but especially in mm-hmm. canada where we all love the game we all probably played the game at a certain level you want to help out but i find sometimes with hockey just let them enjoy it right. um yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, let's let's follow up on that in five years. Once I yeah, little Acton's enjoying yeah. it. The twenty four uh, team is uh, uh, skating yeah. at seven a.m. and yeah. four p.m. every day. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> Note to self: rebook in twenty thirty. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So, Reed, you recently opened an off ice training facility called Beast Warehouse for teams and players to train. Um, which has been well-received among players, coaches, and parents. I know uh, our teams go and the kids love it, the parents love it, and the coaches love it. I particularly love the video room. I think you're sitting in it right now. 
Um, I'm in there either showing the kids video or I'm watching my live barn. So uh, it's just a great, it's a great facility. Uh, tell us a little bit about why you created it and what are your future plans for it? That's awesome. That, that's what it's here for, Sean. I thought you were going to say the free coffee or the free hot chocolate, but <laughs> oh no, no the, uh, th- that's what we want. Like we, we want this just to be a hub for East End Athletics, right? For I love that. Like you have the live barn on here. Like that's what it's for. Uh, it's for the kids, obviously, to to get some physical activity. For the parents to hopefully have a comfortable spot where you know if they want to hang out and watch TV, watch the Leaf game at night, uh, or even come and use the film room. That's for it. So. For us, like the whole idea even uh, of Beast to start was when I came back uh, from the States, my dad had an awesome program uh, for little kids. But once the kids got pretty good and it's early, like, I mean, you know, as parents, like pretty good means like they were like tier one select. Right. Um, yeah. they, like they were like too, they were too good for, you know, the local program with other kids. So I just said, I looked around and a lot of my friends, uh, similar to myself, they were back from the States or they were finishing up their pro career. So like there are coaches and there are, you know, boys and girls in this area that have played at a high level. So I just, I wanted to create that platform where if they wanted higher end training, um, they could do it close to home because, you know, I, I never loved driving to Vaughn or the Westwoods as a kid. And so that was the idea behind beast. And then it's just kind of snowballed now into where, when we first started, I guess 2009 was our age group, which would be what Bantam now and my guys are minor Bantam. But the next step for them now is, all right, well, they got to get stronger over the summer. And like, you know, what's the plan? And again, like we just want to create that platform. So I think this one, this wasn't like, there's no master plan and there's no, <laughs> there's no, uh, there's no map here. This kind of happened with, uh, you know, a good buddy of mine, Grant Noble, who's a local guy. He has a, uh, 2011 flyer 2013 scarborough ice raider this was his uh, facility craft restoration and he okay. sold his business and he kind of came to me one day and he's like reed do you want to do something cool uh and i was like i don't know man like this is a lot of expenses this is a big building and he's like let's just see what what happens and he's kind of just he's an optimist himself and we started kind of with that shooting room and then next thing you know, there was a gym and then we were moving our offices from Queen Street up here. And now there's the sports medicine clinic. So um, we're just kind of going with the flow right now. And uh, we have a lot of local families we work with. And we're, you know, we're, we're so uh, fortunate for, you know, teams like the EastEnders and some of the Ted Reeve teams that have supported us. But we just, again, we just want to have something local to support these young uh, student athletes and if they're injured, you know, you know, hopefully, you know, we can see them if they want to get stronger, there's something for them here. If they want to just hang out, play pickleball and shoot hoops, like there's something in the back. Like I really want, we're striving for kind of that hub feel right. uh, or just kind of that clubhouse. And yeah, we're, we're still yeah. learning too. You know, our trainer, we're, we're really lucky to work with guys like Damon Edwards and coach, coach Morgie and some of our, our staff coming up under those guys, just really good, coaches that you know Morgue's worked under a daryl levy for years at intech or damon who has worked under dan noble and was at the hill academy so just really trying to put our young athletes around really good people uh and really good coaches as well 
Yeah, no, you can tell. I mean, I know Ozzy's team goes there and they, they absolutely love it. And it's great to hear, you know, someone again, speaking from the East side to see someone that wants to step in and, and it really, you know, play such a pillar in the community is really great. Cause that act and last name is, is a brand out here for sure. And so sure. it's a, uh, you know, you're doing it well with, with what you have there. So while you're mm-hmm. opening this up, I guess the next question we have is what age or what do you think it makes sense for young athletes to, you know, at what age do you think it makes sense for young athletes to start doing that next level of intensity workouts? So off ice workouts. Yeah, it's different because I, I think that there's something that all kids can kind of do away from the rink to that will help, you know, transfer onto the ice uh, for intensity. Like we're, we're starting to see as, as you get into like once the hitting starts too, right. And now yeah. or as you get into Bantam, we're seeing a lot of the kids where their coaches, you know, I'm a multi-sport guy. Like I think, you know, I know you guys are big into baseball and we do lacrosse, but our always program was, Hey, like go play your other sport, come back for hockey season. We're now, um, you know, kids, they, they are looking to get stronger. So, um, for the younger kids, for us and Colin Butler, who's a, you know, a parent on Sean's team as well. He's been awesome with this too, but a lot of it is just uh, physical literacy, a lot of movement based stuff. And, uh, so for the younger kids, it's not really intensity, but I, I do think it's kind of the joke about that. The kids don't really get to play that much anymore. Right. So a lot of the movement that we had as kids that they're missing out on. So I think for all teams, there is something they can be doing um, for the weights and stuff for us. We're starting to see our guys kind of grade eight, grade nine in the right. summer and start to get on training programs. Or um, again, I think our coaches do a really good job of kind of just introducing the movements. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know if there's like a certain age where it's, Hey, it's time to get in the gym and start working out. Everyone's kind of doing their own. We were, I mean, I was old school. I was just like push-ups and pull-ups back in the day. Right. Yeah. All right. So it's time for me to step into the gym, I guess is what I heard there. So I was waiting for that age group, but then you've signaled that it's okay to go in waiting there. So for mid forties. I've been waiting mid 40. I'm in, I'm in. Yeah. A lot of it too. Like, you know, especially with the teams, right. It's, uh, like the East centers have always done a really good job of this. Um, but other teams too, like it's a touch point, uh, away from the rink. Right. right. So yes. Hey, they're doing a circuit or they're doing something to get stronger, but they're also coming together off the ice. And, uh, something we really try to incorporate is the, you know, the leadership into all of our sessions and, um, you know, just, you know, Colin again, just does a really good job with just that there's the messaging there about being a good teammate. And I just think sometimes, you know, these hockey teams for me, like my philosophy too, is like the team that loves each other, the team that spends the most time with each other, you know, they're, they're going to have success at the end of the day. So I just find like, you know, it's not just all about hockey, right. You're coming together and some weeks it might not even really be a lift, right. You know, maybe it's more of a fun day where, you know, they're playing European and they're working on their spacing outside or, you know, they're doing all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Pickleball. Pickleball. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, they are starting to get a little bit, uh, at least uh, the 2010s EastEnders are starting to get a little bit into the weights. They want yeah. to they get jacked up. I'm like, settle down there, boys. <laughs> the testosterone is kicking in. A lot, of it's, a lot of it's, they say, though, it's about who does, right? I think is, uh, is the critical part of that one. Um, so, Reed, you coached the 2010 Domino's Flyers, and some of your players will have to decide the next couple of years whether they're going to try and compete in uh, the OHL or go the college route. Now, as a former NCAA athlete and an OHL draft pick of the Windsor Spit- Spitfires, what advice do you have for players uh, that are in that uh, time of their life where they're making those kinds of decisions? 
It's tough, right? Um, I, I think the OHL, though, they are they're doing a bit like a, a really good job this year. This uh, you know recently with education, but I think every every student athlete's uh, situation is going to be different. Uh, for me, I like from a young age, I was always taught that sport is a vehicle for education. So you play sport because you enjoy it, but it was never, I mean, always, I always wanted to play professional hockey, played professional lacrosse, but that still really wasn't enough uh, at the end of the day to, to pay the bills. So what I kind of just preached to the kids is, you know, you use sport as a vehicle. So if you want to go the, the NCAA route and you're seeing guys still come out from the NCAA and go to, you know, the professional leagues, or if you are looking at the sure. OHL, just keep in mind, you know, there is some really good packages when you get drafted initially where you can lock in your four years, but hockey is such a, a tough sport to, to make it in. Right. So for yeah. me, just, you know, even if it's prep school hockey, this I just try my best to educate all the kids on the options. Every family is going to make their own decision and hopefully some kids do make the NHL. Right. But if they don't uh, just, I just try to educate them on, you know, what sport can do for them. Right. Whether it's, you know, getting an NCAA education, going down to prep school, right. And still, you know, the friends, the people you meet, some of the relationships, or even if you are going to go to that OHL route, just, you know, really, um, you know, dig in and be knowledgeable about all the, the school opportunities that can come with that. Nice. Perfect. Um, all great coaches eventually have their own coaching tree uh, with former assistants going on to do their own thing. How much pride do you have in all the former and current Bob Acton and, Acton instructors who have gone on to help run uh, GTHL teams of their own. No, the most. Yeah, we got we got lots of good uh, good coaches out there these days, and that's kind of something we really take pride in, just surrounding ourselves with really good people. Um, and it's been pretty cool, like Bob Acton Sports. Like it's kind of got its own little ecosystem. Like yeah. you start off as a camper. Uh, you know, maybe when you're getting into high school or even grade eight, you can be kind of be a junior coach, and then in high school. Um, you know, you can start to coach. And then sometimes when you come back, like, you know, like I use like a Marcus, uh, Minicello as example, like, you know, when I was 15, 16, he was the little kid at lacrosse camp. Now he's mm -hmm. our director of Bob Acton sports. He's still playing lacrosse professionally. He's coaching in the beaches organization. Um, and there's lots like that Keenan, you know, who coaches Don Mills with me. Like he was, he was a Bob Acton sports coach from the time he was 16 years old. And, uh, even, you know, Mike Hollander, who I played with as a kid, and he's been working with beast and coaching. So lots of good ones in, in the B side and some, some ones on the Bob Acton side, we're really proud of too. Even just like, you know, like a Matt Kustik who he's going to UFT and like studying like bio, like physics, like he's like a scientist. <laughs> and like yeah. this guy is like one of, and his brother, Michael too, like they're super smart kids. They're amazing guys in the community and they're really good hockey coaches and they're really good with kids. So just really, really proud of a lot of our guys. No, that's great. Um, yeah, that's nice to have that sort of, I've never heard that before, but uh, coach tree, you called it. Is that what you called it there, Puff? Yes. Coaching like tree. I like that. I've never heard that before. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Reed, on this podcast, we always like to talk about music and its relationship with hockey. If you're a listener, you know this. We always ask all our guests, what is your favorite song that gets you fired up before a big game? What's the pump-up song we get from you? Well, I'm a complete psychopath, and if we lose a game, I'll never like listen to the same song again. So <laughs> <laughs> I change it up, but it's uh, if I'm if I'm kind of trying to relax and just get into it, I'm I'm always Fleetwood Mac uh, oh, on oh, the way nice. to drink. Yeah, any any Fleetwood, my girl Stevie Nicks. Yeah, um, but I've, I've been stealing a couple songs off the kids these days. So I got the, oh. the new Drake and. Uh, 
I got some some I'm doing a lot of Shazam in the locker room. What's that one, boys? I'm traditionally a, a Fleetwood Mac guy. That's good. We haven't had nice. that one. That's good. Yeah, nice. Thanks, awesome. Fleetwood Mac fan. Uh, well, Reed, thanks for joining us. I uh, appreciate it. When we started this podcast, we're like, we have to have Reed acting on. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Reed. Wow. Fleetwood Mac is not what I expected yeah. from uh, Reed acting on that one. Though, great, I, love, I do great, love Fleetwood uh, Mac. Yeah. No, you can't. What's your favorite Fleetwood Mac song? Yeah. Uh, Dreams, is it? Is it Dreams? Would that be right. one? There's a few like there, there's those songs where y'all you'll hear on because the Tanya and the boys always make fun of me because I listen right. to you know old people music. Right, and right. There's definitely a, 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 a sneaky number of Fleetwood Mac songs that I like, but I right. probably yeah, wouldn't I rip off the names. Yes, but. I know my song. I really like the song Everywhere. I don't know what is. Oh, that's a great one. Them. The bass line, I think, is what it is of that song that really catches me on that song well so. they they uh the they just a couple years ago in the movie theaters they had like yes. this commercial and they did the slower version it. of that i know it, I know and it was I know really exactly well done like it was yes. like i remember i'd be the movie reminds me of kids my like kids being young yes, yeah. yes 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 yeah. i know it was, it was like an emotional thing <laughs> like oh, i love anyway. you boys <laughs> it's great to have reed on and before we started recording there reed and i were we, we were waiting for you puff to come on yeah. so we got yeah. we, had, we got talking a bit yeah and he was asking what team odds he, i said you know i have a son that comes and he's like oh the 09 ted reeves he's like also known as the gthl team of the week which I did oh, not share with you. We were GTHL team of the week. We were by sponsored by Gatorade, the 2009 single a Ted Reeve thunder. Uh, so pretty proud of their team. And he told me the story that they were kind of goofing around a few weeks ago at the yeah. beast. And I believe it's Colin Butler is one of the yes, uh, coaches Butler, yeah. there who I don't know yeah. if I know, but he's a he dad gave, on uh, Barrett's team. So he was telling me he gave them like this big speech about like, you know, Pulling up the, you know, pulling up their, uh, you know, socks. their, you know, their socks and 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 you know, cleaning up their act and, and giving it an effort, and then they went on to beat Don Mills twice and then become the GTHL team of the week, and uh, so the, they're laughing over there that you know Colin's given the the right speech to the kids and he should go around to all teams and give the same speech. So I don't know what Colin said, but as a parent of this team, Colin, thank you, thank you for doing that. I w- well, Colin will love that story. And Colin can get you fired up and he's passionate about leadership. He's passionate about teamwork and bringing teams together. Yeah. So he'll be, he'll be thrilled to hear he uh, had right. any small part in the success of the thunder. Colin, we appreciate that's, it. That's fantastic. Yeah, team of the so, week. I think Baird's team got it this year earlier too. Did they? Yeah. So I don't know what we I get think, for team of the week, but I, yeah, if you get, I don't anything, think you get anything, but, but yeah. you get a, an immense pride. That's all week. I've been glowing all week. I've been glowing. I don't know if Ozzy even (laughs) knows, but I've been glowing. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And I love it when Reed said that, you know, use sport as a vehicle, you know, whether it's for education or access or, you know, network or whatever. I think that's a really good advice. So great interview with Reed, but with his pump up song, it actually reminds us, we need to do our pump up song this time. We forgot it an episode or two ago, so we need to make it up right now. So, yes. So Puff, I'm going to ask you, yes. What's your pump up song of the week? Well, uh, mine is, uh, it's, uh, I want it that way from the backstreet boys. That's a pump up song. It is. So for the U 12 tie cats, the, mm. we were, um, having, a, we were coming up big game against forest Hill. We were looking to get some points and I left the dressing room. I was talking to someone and I walk in the dressing room and the entire team is singing. I want it that way. Wow. And they, I don't know how the kids knew the words. Did you record it? Like, 
No, I should have. I was uh, too busy. I was blown away. I was yeah. like, what is going on? Like, for one, it's not usually a song that young boys you'd think would like. Right. And two, it's like 20 years old. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's yeah. not like it's like on the charts now. So, no. Um, but they, they were super into it. And we went out there and uh, we played one of our best games of the year. So, the boys nice. were obviously fired up by the uh, Backstreet Boys. Yeah, well, I want it that way. There you go. I like it. I like it. It's a really good song. So my song, you know, I keep going back in time a bit here with mine. You know, not too far back, but uh, there's a song called We Trying to Stay Alive by Wyclef Jean. I don't know if you know it. They use the I do not know it. of, uh, you know, like Staying Alive, the disco song okay. that hit yeah. like beat and rap. It, it's I found it the other day again after having not heard that song for probably 10, 20, you know, 10, 15 years. And I was like, this song hits. This is going to be my song of the week. Bring it back. Try to give Wyclef a little bit of love. They just played in Toronto, the Fuji. So it was perfect timing. So my song is Trying to Stay Alive by Wyclef Show. There you go. Maybe the next time Beast Warehouse, Colin Butler's getting the boys fired up. You slide in there, (laughs) put it on the playlist, and get the boys going. Like, yeah. Okay. Well, there it is. Team of the week, Fleetwood Mac, Colin Butler. We've said it all. Great interview with Reed Acton. Thanks for joining us this week. Reed, thanks for joining us uh, for the interview this week. Puffy, anything to leave the teams with? Uh, No, just – Keep pushing towards that Christmas break. It's only going to be uh, just so be honest before we know it. So a lot of big yeah. points to be had for the team. So lots of yeah, finish strong. strong. Perfect. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Follow us on Spotify, on Apple, YouTube, Instagram, all channels. Uh, we appreciate the support and uh, review, subscribe, and uh, like all the way through. Stoff, thanks again so much. Everyone have a great week with your games. We'll see you soon. Take care.